Goad Sibayan went prospecting recently in the remote Philippine highlands, known as the Cordarilla. He clambered up and then down a narrow rocky footpath that snaked around some hills, paying no heed to coffins that, in keeping with a local funeral tradition, hung very conspicuously from the surrounding sheer cliffs. Well, that's not exactly my idea of a place to go prospecting, but it might be worth it. I mean, what's he looking for? Gold? Emeralds? Hidden treasure? No. No, something far more exotic. He reaches a valley where coffee beans are growing abundantly. Goed scans the undergrowth where he knows the animals would relax after picking the most delicious coffee cherries with their claws and feasting on them with their fangs. His eyes settle on a light brownish clump atop a rock. He holds it in his right palm and gently slipping it into a little black pouch whispers, Gold. Gold? Well, not quite. But Mr. Sibion's prize was the equivalent in the world of rarefied coffees. Dung, containing the world's most expensive coffee beans. Costing hundreds of dollars a pound, these beans are found in the droppings of the civet, a nocturnal, furry, long-tailed, cat-like animal that prowls Southeast Asia's coffee-growing lands for the tastiest, ripest coffee cherries. Now, let me see if I've got this right. The civet eats the cherries, what they call the coffee beans before they're dried, which when we're, that's how normally we roast them. And then they digest them and expels them in their feces. And you grab these and you wipe off all the feces and you roast it and it makes the best coffee in the world. Okay, hey, I live on a great planet. Now, the civet eventually, as we know, excretes the hard, indigestible innards of the fruit. He'd better or he'll die. These are essentially incipient coffee beans, though only after they've been fermented in the animal's stomach acids and enzymes to produce a brew described as smooth, chocolatey, and devoid of any bitter aftertaste. What? As connoisseurs... Well, actually, I think Freakoids fits it better. In the United States, Europe, and Asia have discovered civet coffee in recent years. There's been this growing demand fueling this gold rush in the Philippines and Indonesia, the countries where the largest civet populations exist. Harvesters are scouring forest floors in the Philippines where civet coffee has emerged as a new business in Indonesia. Where the coffee has a long history, enterprising individuals are capturing civets and setting up mini farms, often in their backyards. See, they're not growing weed. They're chasing civet crap. Why? Because the pre-digested beans go for $227 a pound. Hey, barista! Set me up with another cup of that drip cat crap coffee. Still to play. <laughs> oh, Peter, that's a great story. That is really a terrific story. <laughs> civet, civet uh, coffee. Yeah, what, what, what euphemism are you using? <laughs> well, you know, I, I was always astounded that Blue Mountain coffee was like $27 a pound. And then I found out that the Germans had uh, uh, put um, a hold on it. They had cornered the market, you know, uh, by buying huge amounts of futures of Blue Mountain um, that's why it's so expensive. But two two twenty seven a pound. That's wholesale to them. I mean that that means like five six hundred a pound in the stores. Who's paying that? Yeah, well, not many people are paying that. But what it does 
uh, indicate is that there is a real market here for uh, more than just high-end coffee. I mean, we're not talking about the Rolex of coffees here. No, no. We're talking about one of those Adamar Puget guys with the with the <laughs> diamonds around the rim, and you can see, you know, 500 gears moving inside this. And people buy them. Well, and if you pay that for Civet Coffee, you're not going to go, ah, this tastes like cat crap. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're not going to. You're not going to do that. You're going to hmm. Mm, Throaty uh, uh, feces lined aroma with a mm, mm, with a nice kind of uh, shitey upchuck mm, kind mm, of Flemish, and they they said uh, yeah. uh, in another article that it was the Dutch traders who first discovered this and developed a taste for it. Well, they were living out there in Indonesia with no women, going crazy with malaria. So cat crap coffee must have tasted real good to them. Well, there's some. I've had some coffee on Whidbey Island that tastes like cat crap. I'll tell you that. But uh, I don't think it came from uh, Indonesia. No, you know, there's a lot of coffee here. I don't... People must know that um, that coffee really came from Washington State originally. All those other stories about foreign countries and, and no, exotic it, islands. It, it grew here in those what they call those mini regions of heat. Sometimes only like four or five hundred square feet in the midst of all the rain and yeah. gloom and greenery. There's this hot spot, right. and that's where we grow coffee. It's Micronesian climate right there. It's exactly, a little Micronesian climate, yes. Psst, and that coffee grows, and then they put a little booth around it. And uh, and uh, the and then there is something here called a barista. Now I know that word has gone around uh, the country. It does not necessarily just mean girls or female people because it ends with an a. You can be a male barista, not a baristo. I don't know why. Is that right? Because you speak real Spanish. No, I know that. well, it's not. It's real Washington. This oh. is all about. This is all about Washington State, where the where the coffee comes from. Well, they're too busy drinking coffee to to uh, you know take care of the uh, endings, the female and male endings of their Spanish words. Probably it is baristo, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't. It matter. really doesn't and matter. It, coffee. I got to tell you, yeah. man. I, I think about the fact that. I look back and I say, coffee has been really important in my life for a long, mm-hmm, long time. Mm-hmm. Then I read these wonderful tales of, uh, you know, post-Elizabethan England and 18th century and 17th century England, where everything was around the chocolate and the coffee houses yeah, and all, yeah. of, all of the poets and all of the businessmen, all the ones that did stock trading and everything. It's all done in coffee houses and chocolate houses. And tea came later. So, uh, Oh, yeah. The, no, that was because it was the, the social mixing device. You know, was coffee and chocolate. It kind of got you up a little bit. Oh, a lot. Ready to go, you know, ready to do the next trade, ready to talk about the next poem, ready to write the next book. Uh, Ready to to ignore the fact that it's cold and wet Mm. and dank and dreary and everybody in the place has got bad teeth. No, you're drinking yourself a nice cup of coffee. Well, if, <clears throat> we we uh, didn't exactly meet there, of course, Pete, but we have met often at 1504, yes. the local coffee shop that uh, we often go to here, right on Whidbey Island. Yeah, in Freeland. I said I'd mention it. They're going to give me some free coffee now. Oh, you know? okay. Oh, this this just screws us for National oh, Public man, Radio. We're we gone. Go. It's We're hopeless. gone. It's all over. Here's a Facebook page created by an anonymous user, and it reads, Dear Lord... This year, you took my favorite actor, Patrick Swayze. You took my favorite actress, Farrah Fawcett. You took my favorite singer, Michael Jackson. I just wanted to let you know my favorite president is Barack Obama. Amen. 
My, oh my, I didn't know you could have anonymous Facebook pages. I didn't either. Well, <laughs> since this was posted, more than 950,000 Facebook users indicated that they liked the page. That's when you uh, give the thumbs up. Right, Who right. are these bloody idiots? And a steady stream of comments on the page's wall showed a relatively active membership. Facebook spokesman Andrew Noyes said that though the anti-Obama page, quote, may be considered distasteful and objectionable to some, to some, just to some, some think it's what, it's the height of probity? Uh, It doesn't violate Facebook's policies. They do have a policy, though, because in September 2009, Facebook removed a poll asking if Obama should be killed. A poll. A poll. After the Secret Service received a tip and contacted the company. Well, what I say, David... If that's your intent, if prayer doesn't work, try pie. Pie. Yes, you see, Ronald Reagan loved jelly beans. Right, right. Bill Clinton binged big time on McDonald's. Yeah. What's President Obama's weak spot? Pie. Pie. Can't get enough of it. So if you don't want the not me, no, if you want the not me out of the White House, (laughs) send him pie in the mail. Not store-bought junk, but homemade pie. Put a lot of lard in the dough, makes it extra (laughs) flaky and extra dangerous. You better get out in the kitchen and rattle those pots and pie pans. Recently, the leader of the newly communist socialist Maoist cabal was declared in excellent health by his doctors. He's an avid basketball player and golfer who says he eats modest portions of pie. So come on, patriots. Carpet bomb the White House with smart pies. Blueberry, rhubarb, Dutch apple, Boston cream. One lucky hit and all your problems will be over. Mm, Splat. Well, that's it. That <laughs> pie the prez, pie the prey. What? Now, now here's now. Let me uh, just broach the subject of uh, what would happen if we suggested that you pie, let's say, for example, out of the available uh, gods around Jesus. What if you pied Jesus? Well, there would be a, a lot of uproar, you uh-huh. know, and people yeah. would call us blasphemers, probably, you know, and yeah. blasphemers, blasphemers. Yeah. yeah, but we're not saying pie Jesus. No, no, I no, understand. No. What if we said, for example, pie? Let's say uh, George Bush. George Bush. What, pie what George Bush. Pie, well, there'd be Bush. cheering uh-huh. from some. Probably nine hundred and fifty thousand people would like it. Would Maybe like nine million mm-hmm. five hundred thousand people would like it. What I don't like is nine hundred and fifty thousand people put thumbs up for a prayer for the death of the president. Something is seriously wrong out there, man. Yeah, Somebody's smoking the wrong stuff. Uh, I I don't know.